Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your outlet for weekly reviews that are simple, short, and spoiler free. I'm your host, Aaron White, and I've got to change things up just a slight bit on you for this episode. I know previously in my review of Plane, I did mention that there were going to be a couple of other reviews coming this week. That is no longer the case. Some things fell through. Instead, we're replacing that with a special event, so stay tuned because I'm very excited about this. As a quick reminder, we are now a member of the Now Playing Network, so be sure to check out all of the amazing shows that we have partnered with us on the Now Playing Network. You can find that at nowplayingnetwork.net. But to our main event, off we go. With me for this occasion is regular contributor to Feel and Film, my friend from the Windy City, Don Shanahan of Every Movie Has a Lesson and the Cinephile Hissy Fit podcast. Welcome back, Don. Aaron, as always, thanks for having me. I love these harebrained crazy ideas you come up with, and I'm always there for that. Bring it anytime. Knock on my door, call my number, drunk text me, whatever it's going to take, I'm there. <laughs> drunk text. Oh, do you remember those days? We had a few episodes where we got out of, and they weren't drunk texts, but they no, were but, off the cuff. We both got out of a screening and it was like midnight and we just yeah. jumped on a microphone and like just vomited all over the the, yeah. the screen trying to figure out like what we thought about certain movies. That was a, a my blast. favorite was my favorite was Ghost Story because it, it's just such a head scratcher and a, and a heart puncher where like. Where do you go with that movie? How do you unwrap it in your head? And and with you being in Pacific time, like, yeah, you're calling me like at midnight. And I'm and a, you're, yeah, you're starting at online. midnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Starting at midnight. Uh, get, get on the mic, Don. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Let's go. Only in summer, not during the school year. <laughs> I I don't know. I can do either one. Here I am at, you know, 925 screwing around too. So, yeah. Well, Don is here for a little bit of a game. I like to call on Don anytime we have some competition to be had because Don, like me, uh, likes to win and he enjoys a good challenge. And so the idea here is we are going to be coming up with some bold 2023 movie predictions. The way this is going to work is we will take turns sharing one bold prediction. And these are meant to be swing for the fences type of guesses. These are not supposed to be blatantly obvious or even highly likely we want to end up with one of us having maybe one or two wins and that would be a really awesome success story (laughs) that's kind of what we're looking for we're not looking for like a six to five competition here so what we'll do is we'll share each one of us going back and forth and as we go we'll talk about them if one of us does not feel that the other person's suggestion is hard enough they can add some qualifiers to it or we can debate whether or not like okay i'll give you that one but you got to give me this one and that sort of thing and we'll we'll just see how it works out i mean we both made up a list and we haven't shared them with each other we're gonna go through them and kind of make this up as we go from here on out now as for determining a winner what i'm hoping to do is make this a annual segment so we'll reconvene it in january of 2024 And sometime, maybe between now and then, Don and I will come up with some sort of victor's present, some sort of trophy or something fun that the loser can send the winner as a surprise Mm. uh, to I think I know. I think I know what I could send you or put on the wager. I'm holding it now. 
It's that little Marcel that you love. The Marcel. The Marcel. Stat- oh, Where now I'm now I'm playing for be- real. Okay, now I'm fighting. Keep it for- between. Keep it between each other for a year. Like someday, oh, I that's- gotta have this back, or I gotta win. But at the same time, like I know how much you love it. it oh my gosh, my desk, would- but I know you love it. Playing for Marcel is inspiring. Which- you know that is Which like does not help a podcast viewer that I held up something that Aaron reacted to until I said it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's for... true. But tell them what it is. Uh, tell them how you got it. So I'm in the Critics Choice Association where we get a little extra swag than the usual FYC stuff for for your consideration. And um, they gave us a life. Um, I consider this life size. A life size yeah. Marcel the shovel shoes on, and it's about the size of a quarter. It's it's very hefty. It's porcelain or clay or whatever this is, and it's got one shaky googly eye. And it came in essentially a branded matchbox a non-working matchbox you can't strike a match in this but on the inside of the box you make a little fold-up house with a little roof on it that folds over and underneath there are these little instructions for the care of marcel and it says first you need to scout a spot in your home for marcel to get settled we recommend putting him somewhere with plenty of sunlight and fresh air or in a place of honor such as right up on the mantle where you can have a view of the whole rug or on a decorative end table next to cherished photos of people you love. Twice a week, missed, Mar- missed Marcel as you would a plant. This is not strictly required or even necessary, but who doesn't love getting a refreshing splash of cool water? So it's crazy little instructions like that, and it has a little box that he fits in, and you're supposed to include a longer, thick object like a match. You're supposed to provide it. They give you a large circular object, and they put a quarter in there in case he needs an emergency, and a small kernel, like a popcorn kernel or raisin, just for fun. So there's the little care instructions, the little roof. And of course, it folds up perfectly in a little box. And I know how much you love it. Um, where, oh and I, I love it too. But like that'd be a fair worthy trophy other than some leftover white elephant gift that both of us would hate. I love which it. Means, I love it. I, I would which keep him on my podcast find station. If there's an exchange situation, I don't know what's in your wallet of swag. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I will think of something. Think about Give it. me some time. But it, I'll, I, will now, think, though, I will find something. But Marcel is a worthy inspiration for sure so and because i love you as a friend i'm willing to part with it to a good man like yourself so if i can come out of victor so we'll we'll see this is not gonna be easy (laughs) i know well i'm gonna i'm gonna kick us off so i'm gonna give you my one of my big swing for the fences picks and now mind you when i say swing for the fences and i say big now obviously these all have to have at least in our minds, some possibility of coming true. They're mm-hmm. just like big time stretch goals yeah. for a Kickstarter. And measurable, you know? right? Like we have to have and a metric somewhere. Even if it's I, yes, no. All or of mine right? yes, all of mine have some yeah. sort of measurable. So the first one that I'm gonna go with is this. The Super Mario Brothers movie mm. will become Illumination's highest worldwide box office earner. Ooh. Okay. Let For it to do that, I will tell you. Yeah, give me some numbers. I will tell here. you. It has to be one point one five nine billion that minions Global. earned globally. One uh, say so that one point two billion. One point two billion. One point two billion essentially for Super Mario yeah. in April. It could do that. That's a bold challenge. I mean, that's a high. That's a high mark. Um, and I I accept that challenge. Like that's a good one. I won't I won't veto that. That's a and I. It ha- I think it has that potential, but at the same time, I mean, we're both Chris Pratt fans, but we can see this movie, this movie could just as easily fall on his face or be pushed away because of whatever people think of Chris Pratt and his casting or even Chris Pratt, the person, which is such horse crap. But uh, no, um, to put a money value that high and, but for, but, but it's got 
you know, name recognition and brand recognition where it's big. I like the kids I talk to at school. That's the movie they want to see this year. So like, that's yeah, what I, I'm basing like this. It. I'm hoping. That's a good one. I'm hoping. That's it's still, like I said, it's still a stretch. Uh, there's not a lot of movies. That oh, there's cross a challenge. A billion yeah. These days. So, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Okay. So that's, that's a good one. My number one. All right. What do you got? Oh, I have to rank these in terms of like what's going to happen if I don't get them kind of thing. All right. Um, Because you're the Nolan guy, I'm going to do one just to piss you off. I think Barbie will earn more money than Oppenheimer in the calendar year. Bold. Wow. Um, I, I wow. think one of okay. them are going to move the dates. Like, I don't think they're, they're on the same weekend. I think one of them is going to blink and not compete with each other. But I feel like a PG-13 crazy Barbie appeal, not quite Super Mario appeal. Like, it's not making a billion, just more than Oppenheimer. And I will say more. I'll be I'll put a qualifier on myself just because I need to cover my butt a little bit. I will say more domestically. Barbie's okay. domestic haul will be higher than Oppenheimer's domestic haul. Or a possible awards push and all. That is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but I, I mean, just, I, I, if Oppenheimer comes in three hours and and it, it loses us, like Tenet didn't make a lot of money. I know, I know COVID's there to be a part of that, but yes. like, you know, um, but I, I just, I could see Nolan losing some people. He's got us. We're going. But like right. I, for in terms of mass appeal, I think Barbie can do some do some fun damage here. So Barbie over Oppenheimer domestic group by the end, right. by when we see each other a year. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely goes all the way to those for all of these. Yeah. 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 And it's PG thirteen. Is that, I didn't know that. Which one, Oppenheimer or Barbie? Barbie? I'd be stunned if it's R. If it's okay. R, I'm going to feel real stupid here. But uh, I guess it makes <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Yeah. yeah if it's PG thirteen, why would you even do a Barbie movie if you're not going to try and suck yeah. in some teenage? Well. I wouldn't be surprised if they find a very creative way to make it PG. Even, but would, they've kind of already... That would really give you a boost, I think, if I it know. goes PG. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, obviously, the the heady territory that Greta Gerwig is going for, and we've seen that teaser trailer with the 2001 where what... I mean, that's a reference for us adults. The kids are like, what's that movie, Mommy? Like, they're not going to know. So I feel like they're going to do a crazy great marketing thing of getting us adults to come in. And then there's some brand recognition there where I think you're if, with the right rating... And if especially if they can swing something PG and ma- magical there, you it's got earning potential. And I feel like it has more earning potential than another Nolan three-hour slog of just interest and disinterest being combated against each other. And I just like it of that they're opening against each other. Every white guy in Hollywood is in Nolan's movie, so it has like zero I, diversity. <laughs> so I know, I know. And, now, don't get me wrong. Oppenheimer has a great cast and some good stuff there, but uh, I'm going to go Barbie. Okay, cool. All right, okay. so... We'll give you that. Barbie earns more than Oppenheimer domestically. Okay, domestically. so my next one. Okay, here we go. Paramount will announce either a Top Gun 3 or a Top Gun streaming series in the calendar That's year bold. 2023. That's bold. Um, I don't think, it's think that's happen. a slam dunk. Yeah, I don't think that's a slam dunk where in the where like I can't veto you, so to speak. Like that's not too easy. Um, but a streaming series, like if you were to see like, you know, Bob or some of the other pilots in a certain way, obviously you would need some cast member to be your linchpin to come back in there. You know, if it's Lewis Pullman, if it's um oh, who's the female pilot? I always forget um Monica Barbaro. Yeah, but if you yep. can get somebody like that, I, I don't think you're gonna get Glenn Powell tied to television, but if you can get somebody I like that. I like that. That's ballsy enough. Good call, man. Okay, cool. I'll take yeah. it then because I, I did do a little bit of Googling just to make sure. I didn't want to pick anything that had something in the works or even had really yeah, been rumored. Yeah. And the latest news on this was someone had asked Glenn Powell about it, and his answer was, 
that would be cool, but that's way above my pay grade was his answer. So uh, it has not mm. been in uh, the works uh, as of yet. But I think yeah. that okay. the box office success is going to beget something else because that's just how we work in this day okay. and age. That's how Hollywood works. So that's like my number it. two. I like it. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw out, since you're talking about manifesting things out of nowhere, I'll throw this one out there. I I think I'm going to lose this for sure. but. I'll say it like this, and I'll get away, like you did, I'll get away from box office one for a second. I think we will have a new Superman cast before the end of this year. Some actor somewhere is going to get named in the James Gunn, whatever we're supposed to call this, DCU, correct? I think we will have a Superman cast in this next year. Now, I'll leave that open-ended where I don't know if that black Superman project is happening, and if that ends up being, you know... Michael B. Jordan or whoever, or Jonathan Majors. Or who, I mean, a Superman will be cast mm-hmm. before the end of this year. Interesting. A live action Superman. Interesting. I feel like I think it's too probably, soon. I think it it should be. Yeah. I. Mm. That's why I'm running the risk of like, if this is long term planning, I have a really good chance of this not happening this year. Although uh, yeah, I feel like that's I, the guy they have to get first. You know what I mean? I, I like it. I like I like it because this is what I wanted from these, which was I could see a world where. Like you just said, they need a Superman. I could even see them casting a Superman, but not telling us and surprising us by re-put, like inserting him into the Flash or into Aquaman sure. at the yeah. end of the year where maybe a Cavill was supposed to be. But mm-hmm. I could just as easily see them stretching it out because we haven't gotten yeah, past plan. the yeah. Snyderverse yet. Like we're still no. we're finishing up the Snyderverse movies this year. Yeah. So, but I. But like, it would I be see weird. The, yeah. I see the semi-erasure of everybody. Like, they haven't, like, our our mutual DC friends out there, we're not mentioning names because he doesn't need attention. But, uh, for example, like, the fact that they haven't, like, not fired, quote-unquote, Ezra Miller is purely, to me, because they need to still sell Flash tickets. When Flash is over and it's done, whether it makes money or doesn't make money, they will pivot and move on from there. But they're not going to, like, burn it to the ground before they release the movie. Same thing with Jason Momoa and Aquaman. Same thing with, with uh, Zachary Levi. Like, they're not going to let current people go. Gal Gadot. They're just not. So, but I feel like somewhere they may, because because Henry Cavill's off the table, and that's the guy you kind of need first. I feel like I'm taking a chance. Like, if James Gunn needs to appease people come Comic-Con in Jan- July, maybe they have somebody. Or, like you said, there's a surprise factor where it's in a movie, even if we don't hear about it. But before 2022, maybe. I'm going to run with the maybe. I still feel like it's way too soon. Like, we might not hear about this for years. Long-term plan. Yeah. I like it. I'm trying. I'll take it. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll go with that. All right. Uh, I'm looking through my list, and I think the next one I want to try is this. An MCU superhero will die. That's too easy, because Ant-Man's going to die. <laughs> <during two. laughs> no, he's not. Too Everybody easy. seems to say that, but I don't think. Oh, get, oh. Put money on the table today. Money um, on the table today. You really uh, think well, so? All right. Yeah, that get much of a given. I don't. Yeah, he's got a daughter. Um, Why would he? I, they've killed people with daughters before. Even younger daughters, they killed Tony Stark with a beautiful little daughter. I um, actually don't think it's going to necessarily be Ant Man. I, I thought, I believe that it could be easily someone in Guardians Three. Just as yeah, well, well, it, like, and I think this is too easy because, like, you've heard Dave Batista already say he's kind of done. Where and Drax has been trying to kill himself for a okay. long time. That's I think fine. It's, I, That's I'm going to say too easy. Knowing that you can come to me and say too easy soon too, I think this is too easy because this phase four has had very low stakes where it's about time that they 
kick up the stakes and Kang's coming in to F some people up. Yeah. Too easy. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll revisit this and I'll add okay. something. Like to it. if we get to okay. the end and we're running short and we have to like almost wildcard style. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go with a different one. Okay. Zero confidence, by the way, in this thing. This is <laughs> dumb. This is some of these okay. are like so those were my two like kind of heart fun picks. Now I'm just sure these are stupid. Okay. The Little Mermaid <laughs> live mm-hmm. action remake will become only the second, I believe, live action remake to earn a better Rotten Tomatoes score than 88%. So there, I think there's maybe Ooh. the third. So there's there's either yeah. two or one that are above 88. Something is at like 87. Okay. So I'm basically saying I think it's going to be a top two, top tier Disney live yeah. action remake. And that's okay. my qualifier. I'll take that. Because of how divisive those movies have been and how retread they've been and how up and down they've been, especially with critic scores, that's a ballsy thing to say 88 or higher. I'll give you 88 or higher. Yeah, if you said like 70 <laughs> or higher, like straight up fresh, score. I'd be like, too yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think so it's crit- um, critic score. Peach Dragon is the only which one. Which is damn good. Maybe, we both maybe love it. Maybe the I don't think Cinderella might I be bet, the number yeah. three. Okay. But yeah. if you're talking, so your number is Critic score 88 or higher on Little Mermaid. Ballsy. Correct. Like good one. Good one. Good one. Actually, I'll clarify that. It, I wrote down greater than 88, which okay. means it might need to be 89, but whatever the reason is. No, no, is, no. I'll give you I'll give you. I looked give at you the list. You need the, you'll need the percentage point. I'll give you 88. Well, no, I wanted it. I want it to be higher than the most. Like I looked okay. and there was, if there, I think there's something at 88. So I wanted it to be in, the, I wanted it to be top yeah. two, which would mean it has okay. to beat that. So that's, that's my goal. That's a big number. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I mean, I, I worry for you in a way because, like, I know we've seen that teaser where we get a great – the pipes of Haley Berry are there. Um, but, like, we haven't seen Ursula yet. And, and Melissa McCarthy is a tough sell. So this could be this could be a, a crap show real soon here. So that's ballsy. I, I, that's, that's swinging hard, man. Go for it. Okay. My turn. All right, I'm going to go back to the box office one here. Um, That's a bold one I'll save for later. Uh, or do the bold ones first. Do do a bold one first and coast. Um, This is bold. The highest global grossing comic book movie this year will not be a Disney Marvel one. And I, I'll do a double. If you, if you allow me a bonus half point, I will double down and call the shot of which movie that'll be. But I, I will just... Because like... Because to me, I think there are two. I'll say it out. I'll talk it out. Like, my base prediction is the highest global grossing comic book movie this year will not be a Disney Marvel. By saying that, I'm kind of hedging bets. That... I don't think so because I actually have okay. on my list that the highest grossing comic book movie of the year will be a certain movie that is not Marvel as well. So, I mean, I okay, think it's. So... I think you're going to have to call your shot. You have to say what okay. movie it is because I know what you're going to say. I... Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to say the one different than you because I know how much you oh. want to see this one. I'm going to be crazy. Well, here's the thing. Talking this out, I just don't see the potential. I mean, Ant-Man can make a nice splash, but let's be honest. It's February. It's Ant-Man. It's not a super popular character. He's Ant-Man's not, not doing anything. It's not happening. No, Marvel, Miss Mar- Marvel's 2 isn't doing anything. Not happening. Um, Guardians the is other... the opportunity. It's Guardians. Guardians, Guardians has a shot. Big, yep. but a um, But here's an example. Like, Aquaman... Made more money mm-hmm. than any Guardians movie. 
in oh i know like so i'm gonna say like to me i'm gonna throw aquaman 2 as the movie that can be the highest grossing cbm of the year now i know it's a late december release where we need a little extra in january when we come back and revisit this but i think it could do it i have to give that to you because it's on my list like that's what i'm saying it's i I, well despite i wrote down despite all the dc drama aquaman 2 is the highest earning comic book film of the year so i yeah and i and i think i was bold because there's been drama because we lost amber heard and this movie has been surrounded by nothing but people talking crap about it after it came out like the public Mm -hmm. reaction to it does not match the box office numbers so no asking especially global thing and that's why i said global like domestic aquaman just kind of is but global that movie raked so yeah i i I thought about throwing a harder challenge of saying spider-man across the spider-verse there but it's an animated movie the first one made nice money but not anywhere billion plus kind of money the way aquaman made billion plus so um yeah if we're taking turns and i beat you to it i'll take the aquaman too bet if we do that i think the only thing we're gonna (laughs) what if it comes down to recording date like i just feel like i'm nervous for you because like i'm gonna be like let's record january 1st on shit like (laughs) again one week of aquaman i need two more weekends two more weekends Um, yeah i think I i tell you what um if uh it's january what january 11th uh, and I, you know how these movies move where unless you're like Spider-Man Far From Home where you can rake until March or April, you know, most of these movies open big and fade enough where we'll know in four weeks. So if you can give me to the end of January, but we'll know, we'll know if it's even yeah, close. Yeah, I mean, I think. Because Guardians we'll, we'll number will like, be in and Aquaman will be moving. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll have two. We'll know. Weekends into January. We'll know. And we'll know yeah. projected wise if it's like remotely close that it's going to blow past so right right okay okay we'll make it we'll make it work all right cool okay so that's your third glad i beat you to that one fourth what do i want to go with this um i've got some more box office i've got some crazy okay i think that pta his upcoming movie he has not really talked about it much yet the rumors and and what's out there is that it's going to be a 1940s LA jazz epic. There's been no specifics about it other than that. And due to the fact that he has been vocal about wanting to work with a certain person and it seemingly fitting in this 1940s LA jazz scene pretty well. And the fact that this actor who is a perennial Oscar contending actor only has one movie coming out this year or on his IMDb page at all that he's working on uh, after that movie, that movie being the equalizer three. I'm going to say that Denzel is going to be announced that he is starring in the next PTA movie. Um, then yeah, go for that. Um, I, I feel like that's a, a shorter golf putt than some of the crazier golf putts, but you're also counting on, I'm counting on it coming out this year too. The news, like yeah, it has to happen this year, and it's a long calendar year, and and PTA doesn't exactly work fast. Like there's years between his movies. We just got one a year ago, and he's okay. very slow with news. Like if you remember, Licorice Pizza right. wasn't even called Licorice Pizza. We were just right. we knew for like a year and a half. We just knew that it was a movie, a movie about was coming. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, because I feel like that's also kind of like 
the slow play of my Superman pick, where that's kind of an equal thing. Like, I mean, yeah. you're being very yeah. specific and bold with Denzel being the guy. Um, so that's obviously adds a degree of difficulty to yours. Where, yeah, I can't argue that that's not difficult. All right, I'm gonna get that gonna new story that. shoved in my face in the Feeling Film Group full tag in July. Oh, I, I, I it, it, oh yeah. believe me, when any of these happen, uh-huh. I fully expect I lots of it. social media crap talking from us. Uh huh. Okay. All right, you're up on number my four. Number four. Let me do a non-box office one. Okay. Um, yeah. So Wally, for the for the Criterion snobs in the room here, the Jacob Neffs of our universe here, Disney has kind of broken the seal in the Criterion spines with Wally this past year, which uh, is on my wall over here. That was a fine purchase for me to, to to go for a little bit. And Disney has gotten a few Criterion movies in the past, most notably Armageddon, to much to your delight. Um, but I think. Um, if this relationship really is something that uh, is going to get rolling and going, like, I mean, especially when we've seen Warner Brothers kind of dip in and partner with Criterion to make Citizen Kane and obviously A24 and Netflix, well, more Netflix, I should say, kind of has a pipeline with, with, with Criterion. But this new Disney pipeline is is um, appealing where I think one golden era Disney film, at least one, will be announced as a new addition to the Criterion collection in this coming year. And... I'll still do the same double down if you need me to name like I'll even if you for a half bonus point, I'll call the shot of which one it is. Hold on. So so but you're saying Golden Era Disney. You're saying not Wally, not Pixar. 50, not Pixar. Like fifties. So we're older, saying you know, Lion King, Classic. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, nope. Little Mermaid. Farther. I'm talking Cinderella. So we're saying Sleeping Beauty, far. Sleeping Beauty, Pinocchio, Cinderella. Go, yeah. What is that go, classic era? Golden Era? What's the fa- proper name for that? I don't era? know. I think you're probably right. It's probably golden because Renaissance is the '90s with Lion King, Little Mermaid, and stuff. So I will say a golden era Disney film pre 1960. So th- wow! And what makes you think you think just because they did a Pixar movie, you think that that uh, that w- they would balance it with that's artistically that's minded? <laughs> Disney know. locked that stuff under a freaking vault, like but, but literally. Like, but like, but Pixar, like if they can do it with a Pixar film and get rave reviews, I feel like you can have it. I'll give it to you. Okay. I mean, you I don't know have it's to crazy. Pick pick. No, you don't have to. Pick uh, but movie. I'll that's, say, here for parentheses and for fun, just to say it that I call, tried to call another shot. So okay. yeah, one golden era Disney film will be announced as a new addition to the Criterion Collection. My double down just between you and I for conversation's sake, it'll be Sleeping Beauty because I feel I like hope that's so, the most. If it happens, <laughs> yeah, because like that's the most to me craft-minded, artistically-minded golden era Disney one. Where like like because like look at the Pixar one, like they picked Wally. Something that is universally regarded not just for its art, but for its storytelling. And to me, that's Sleeping Beauty. Like, Cinderella's cute and Snow White's cute. But, like, Sleeping Beauty, with all that art and craft, is on another level. I actually think that Sleeping uh, – yeah, I think Wally was a surprise pick, to be honest. Like, I thought Any Wally Disney movie has stunning. more of the critical, you know, side. And I think that yeah. it leans towards why it would be Sleeping Beauty as well. Because, mm-hmm. yes, people love those movies, but they're not the top tier – like when, yeah. people, when everyday people talk, everyday people <laughs> sounds so terrible. When general movie audience goers or whatever talk about their favorite Pixar movies, you know, Wally does come up, but it comes up more frequently amongst film fans specifically. And that's why because of its silent era callbacks yeah. and all that. And that's why I went for a Golden Era one more than like The Lion King or Sleeping Beauty, something convenient because like the '90s Disney Renaissance stuff is super popular, but that's also like you said. Disney locks that stuff in a vault. That's their most marketable stuff, especially 
with their you know their reimagining come out this year like there's no way little mermaid makes a criterion spine that criterion makes money on that disney doesn't but put an old beautiful classic on there i the way they did kind of wally i'm gonna throw it yeah i'll throw it down all right beauty but right. but one one golden era film that's fine yeah i'll take it I know it's a loss. Just, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, I'm looking yeah. at the rest of mine, and, and everything just makes me cringe because there's just such a little chance of most yeah. things. But I got, I got, a, I got some. Uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I'm gonna throw this dart at the board, and okay. part of it is simply because I'm hoping it happens, just because I get to experience it. If I did, you know, if it does, uh, I'm gonna say that a Sundance movie, movie that premieres at Sundance this year, mm-hmm. will break out like Coda, and receive a Best Picture nomination for the 2024 Golden Globes. We can't do Oscars because they won't be out yet right? Uh, for nominations. But, um, but Golden Globes, that helps you because it will double the category. You get it comedy and drama. Ten, uh, ten potential. Yeah. And but also, like, but Coda was the first one in a good long time. It was. Sundance's I went role. and looked. <laughs> yeah. It's not at all normal. For that to happen, no, it, used it was to be. really unique. Yeah, and um, I've got like if you, you said know, to got... me, like if you said to me, the TIFF audience winner would be a best picture nominee. I'd be like, that's too easy. The TIFF audience winner exactly. is always best picture nominee. But um, but a Sundance film is a best picture nominee. Or, sorry, a Golden Globe nominee. I'll give you that one. That's a that's that's a hard. That's a that's a long a long game for that movie to to get buzz from January. Likely get signed in October and keep chugging till now. So yeah, and there's like and it's that. hard to predict what it would be. I oh, mean, there's totally. you know Jonathan Major movies, there's mm-hmm. uh, an Anne Hathaway movie, there is a Jennifer yeah. Connelly movie, and during there's during some good COVID stuff. Year, but during COVID yeah. year, did we get Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman out of Sundance? Sound of Metal, I, I think, was South by Southwest. Sound of Metal, Promising Lido? Young Woman came out of Sundance, but wasn't a Best Picture nom. So yeah, you're that's a bold. Yeah, this is bold. this is a. Real bold. Okay, cool. I'll take okay. it then. Okay. I will go... I We're at four. This is my fifth. I'll go back to the box office. You can... I don't know how... This could be the one that you kick back in my face. We'll see. Um, So, to me, the big action franchises that are kind of out there that have never crossed a billion, or at least they haven't crossed a billion in a while, are kind of getting to the point where they're kind of running out of time to do that. And you have the big conclusion of Fast X, uh, and you have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Now, Fast 9. Now, I feel like there's extra juice for Fast X because it's the big ending. Like, I think even casual fans will come out a little more than they did for Fast 9 because this is the last one. And I feel like they're going to do something special. So, um, the worldwide box office I looked for Fast for for nine was 726 million wasn't a billion like i I know fast five made a billion a couple other things um and then mission impossible last time made 791 million which is a nice nice number for fallout but that was uh, many years ago and i feel like tom cruise is newly minted to kind of be a little bigger than he was before so i feel like i'm going to kind of do a double here where well i'm going to say this i think mission impossible dead reckoning will earn more money than fast x I'm not crazy enough to say that I'm one not, of them will cross a billion. I think that's insane. Say one I more. think what did Fast Nine insane in that it's too easy. What did uh, Fast yeah. Nine make? Fast Nine was bad. Fast Nine made seven twenty six. Fallout yeah, was made seven ninety one. Yeah, hmm. where oh, can no, it really? get back for the big finale? Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's too but big. The extra I think juice it's, of Tom. 
I, that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're taking two yeah. movies that are very strongly trending in opposite directions. I think mm-hmm. you're now. Can one if you come were back? To, if I said if Fast X Mission, that would be ballsy. Yes, I would yeah, tell you ballsy. you're crazy. I will I say this: if happen. you yeah. if you okay. think if you want to say it's going to replace Fast Nine or replace the Fast and Furious franchise as being the next franchise to have a billion dollar earner and that no then i'll go with that Um, but all right you don't think it's gonna do no um okay i'll do a bolder i'll do a bolder box office one okay so i will say this no no non-ip film will finish in the top 10 of the year in box office in 2022 nope was 14th Free Guy in 2021 was 10th. So it's it's been done. And obviously there's original things even before that. But I think this year, no non-IP movie will finish in the top 10 of the year-end box office. Everything in the top 10 domestically will be a a thing, a, a franchise. Even Barbie. Because that, that's a big known property. So okay, That's me saying Oppenheimer. That's me saying world. Oppenheimer doesn't make the top 10. Okay. Essential. Barbie? <laughs> is there anything an else? Like, like um, even like, remotely? Well, like, because Barbie to me is an IP because it's a known, big known property. So is Mario. Do Pixar's so originals Spider-Man. count as IP? I do. Been... And I don't see that's no, because no, because no, because they're pretty individual movies and you don't have a sequel coming. Yeah. Like, so I'm saying, not... right. So I'm saying Pixar's plus Oppenheimer don't crack the top 10 this year because of everything that's coming that is IP. Yeah. I mean, that's probably likely. I wonder, I know. I'm trying to think if there's enough yeah. that's out there that could disrupt that to make that truly work. That's that. why, yeah, like, because, like, to me, the things that disrupted are Pixar stuff. I'm trying to think if Disney's gotten an OG one out there, because I've seen that Warner Brothers schedule. It's all IP. And, and on then, top of that, it's... And then Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's Indiana the Indiana Jones, and yeah. we're counting Barbie. I'm trying to think of, like, anything. Yeah. I mean, into the Spider... Across the Spider-Verse, Aquaman. That counts as a thing, too. Is that's too easy. There's, it kind of... You, it, you go top 15, I'll take it. Yeah, because yeah, I think once you go 15, Oppenheimer or something will get there. Um, That's why it's okay. hard. Let me, let me push hard. it back again. I'm going to run out of things <laughs> to do here. I know. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. I'll do this because uh, we both love Titanic. It's getting a re-release up here in Valentine's Day. The last time the last time it was re-released in 2012, it made over $200 million more in global box office to its overall haul. I think it can do it again. It made $350 million. I have it on my list, actually. Oh. $350 made, so global. Mm-hmm. In, in 2012. Yeah, it did. The, tr- the 2012 the re-release was 350 that, global. Then I will say 400. It will make 400 more. Okay, you can have that. I mean, because okay, like crazy. I said, I yeah. had I had it down that it will I literally written down that it will outgross Titanic 3D, which was 350. So you don't have to say yeah. three. You don't have to say 400. You can just say 350.2. You know, three that counts. Uh, oh, the same way we did it, a little 88 and change. Yeah. Okay, so 350 plus. I, I mean, outgrossing it is a. St- I agree. Well, I, I mean, this I, well, was here, one of mine the, because yeah. I think the bump from Avatar being so recent, right? And the, the 4K remaster, yeah. And I think 3D that's going to pull people in. And 3D ticket yeah. boost price that's wise, true. like that's ten years point. of yeah. inflation. You know, yep. um, ticket prices a little higher than they were in 2012, just a shade. What, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell say you, Titanic. When, 
this Titanic re-release, to say it on sentence, this Titanic re-release will outgross the last Titanic re-release. That's good. I'll put it like that. Um, okay. When I was doing my research for it, I actually mm. had originally was researching the idea of picking that it would push Titanic into the number one spot. And it Ooh, would have to go about 500 to 700, somewhere in there. I think from when I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I was looking at it. Yeah. And it was That's how big Avatar was. It, it would have to. I was. I couldn't do it. I was like, "That's yeah, just too no, too, too far for me." Yeah. But it's but close. So I thought this was a viable I mean, push. Yeah. But um, I'll take the yeah. Good good help. Thank you for the push. Uh, to outdo the last re-release because I think I can. But it's still all right. It depends on how long it's out. Like I don't know how long it's gonna be out. Like if it's just one weekend, I'm gonna die. You know, if it's out two, three, four weeks, I got a chance. That's exactly right. One night only, you are screwed. You know. <laughs> yep. It better not yeah. be because I, I need to go uh, see it. I'm excited. I, I, I need to go see it too. All right. So that's okay. two of mine you have taken. Not well, two of I had no clue that was going to be possible there. Isn't that funny? Um, okay. It is. One, two, three. What do I want to go? I'm down to one, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yes. So this is my last one. Um, mm-hmm. I. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to say, you may shoot this down, I don't know, we'll see, that one of these streaming services will fold or be merged into something else. Okay. And I have a list. Oh. Stars. I know who owns all these. Oh, here we go. AMC Plus, Peacock, Paramount Plus, Hulu, or Showtime. Um, let's see here. I gotta look. I gotta in my head think of like who owns those. Like for example, Peacock. I feel like will stand on its own because Universal owns it, Comcast owns it. Like it's it's b- built to be its own thing. It's it can hang as its own thing. Paramount, also owned by a big fat huge company, made to be its own thing, will be its own thing. Yellowstone and S- Star Trek keep it going. Where you're gonna need a really big Fox level hostile takeover to get Paramount to get folded. Hulu is owned by Disney, already owned by Disney. They Disney, if I remember correctly, bought out Comcast's share in Hulu, where it's a matter of time if Disney ever wanted to pull the trigger on, hey, Hulu, you look an awful lot like Disney+. Plus. Or I've always, you've heard me proponent this before, that Hulu should just stay Hulu because it has its name recognition, it has its place, and just be the little R-rated or worse shingle for everything that Disney and Fox owns because Disney runs it. Um, you said stars, Showtime. What was the rest of that list? That was it. Uh, AMC Plus, I think, Sorry. is uh, one that you. <sighs> Parent company of stars, Showtime, and AMC, and is I think the player here that I'm wondering about with you is um Warner Brothers. Obviously, talks to talk about you know shifting their shifting whatever paradigms they think they can shift when it comes to their services and double. There, it sounds like they're double downing on streaming, but kind of. I don't want to say soft rebooting HBO Max, but like the talk is there of like just changing what they think they can make there. And does that include, I got to look at who owns AMC plus this is takes too much research. Um, One will get fold. One will get folded or gobbled by something else. Is that the bet? That's the bet. So, and, okay, and it I'll has, you, I'll you, cause that's, that's you're going to, you need a pretty big corporate thing to swing. I'll give you that. That's hard. Even Hulu, okay. even Hulu to me is the one, that if Disney changed its mind, they could 
just kind of go, so, you know. Yeah. So now you said yes. My reasoning, uh, my top two Sheboygan. reasoning is Hulu and Showtime. I think Hulu. Who owns Showtime? Paramount. It's it's uh, like it's CBS, I think. So it's like it's already like yeah, yeah. mixing, like they're putting Showtime content on Paramount, but Showtime is its yeah. own service. So I yeah, think yeah. it could easily be Especially gobbled up because yeah. Showtime just as a brand doesn't nobody thinks of it as a brand anymore. It's no. it's died. Like, it used to be HBO and yeah. Showmax and Cinemax, oh, but totally. not anymore. Yeah. And the other one I think is Hulu. I think Hulu very likely could yeah. it just doesn't make any doesn't make sense. Like I, I just don't no. see why yeah. it's necessary. Okay. So But okay. those are yeah. I mean it's still it's still a strong bet, like or a hard yeah, bet. Yeah, you need to, you need some happen. Uh, you need a corporate shift. You need somebody's rug to get pulled out. That takes a lot. That's you need a lot of dominoes to fall. Dominoes that can fall, but that's a bold bet. Good call, man. Good call. All right. Thank um, you. you're welcome. Well, we're running out of. I'm sure your list is getting thin. Mine too. Um, all right. Well, that I, was my last one. You're you're it now. I know. All right. Hold on here. What's left? I'll share some of the ones I didn't share when we're done here. If we got time. All right. I think you're gonna shoot me down because that's too easy. So I'll go bold. Same way you're talking about things getting gobbled. Um, all right. So you've heard me on your airwaves, your Facebook film group, um, talk for years about the Paramount decrees and how um, theaters could not own – I'm sorry. Movie studios could not own theaters because of old old laws from the 40s that have been re- – that were repealed in 2020. The sun, the two-year sunset period that, that says, hey, it's repealed but you can't do business ended in August of 2022. Now, box offices have now. If this happened just two years earlier, I would have said this would be a slam dunk because theaters during COVID were just dying. You know, bankruptcy and stuff like that. Where if the rules were there for Disney or a big company to swoop and just buy AMC, rebrand them as their own theater, I think two years ago this would have been a slam dunk. Now that these theater companies have gotten two years of nice money back, they're 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 liquid again enough to kind of hang. But I still think some studio out there has the balls but i has the balls to still i'll here's my sentence a prominent film studio will announce it's either opening or buying of its own branded theater chain in 2023 okay give me an example so like disney Netflix disney buys amc current. or or uh warner brothers buys regal or amazon buys amc do they have they to brand did. it do they have to rebrand it that's why i'm saying um either well I, that's why i'm trying to kind of See if I can put the verbiage here of like like I think open Netflix their own owns buy. landmark, right? Yeah. So it's happening. So, once. but like I think it'll. Ha- I'll say then a second one. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, but yeah. I'm saying like it's not like Netflix's theaters. They kept the landmark no. name. Oh, but but yeah. So I'll then I'll say uh, open or buy. And do you need me to disseminate between the two? Like make no. That the <laughs> it's hard. I'll I'll accept either one. That is okay. That's so bold. a prominent <laughs> film studio will either open or buy its own branded theater chain. Okay, open or buy. That's hard because that national business and brick and mortar. I mean, no, I'm just saying, like, they open because Netflix if opens like, its little five if, spots, right? Yeah. I'm saying if if somebody opens like a single theater in L.A., are we counting that? Oh because no, um, Universal Netflix did that. You're right. No, you need you need more than one. It's got to be more okay. than one theater. Because okay. you're right, Netflix bought their own little spot. Sounds to good. Say they can have a theater thing. I know that's crazy, but I I I gotta kind of live up to, especially for the feeling film listeners out there. I need to live up to my little old school. What we learned this week hype that I've been talking about for years. Where I'm like, someone's gonna do it. I I stuck my neck out and said that was gonna happen, and here we are, post repeal, post sunset period. 
where business is open and somebody, especially because the money that's there, like they're going to see that Top Gun money. They're going to see that Spider-Man No Way Home money and be like, hey, we could be keeping all of that and splitting instead of splitting it 50-50 with theater exhibitors. So somebody is going to make a power play thanks to the flood. Like we're back enough that the money is there for a studio to do it and the money is there for a theater to think it can get bought out and be like, let's not have this happen again. All right. Yeah. That's I don't I don't like my chances, I'll but take- I but I live I live by my my nose. So yeah. That's good. All right. No, those are good. Okay. Uh so Whew. before I recap, let's uh-huh. just quickly jump through a couple of our other ones. I'll mention a couple of mine real quick. And yeah, then I you can mention left. yours. You I almost went with my number six. Since I'd already kind of picked something legacy sequel related with the Top Gun, I decided not to go with this, but I was going to pick that the mummy legacy sequel with Brendan Fraser would be announced officially that that like would that. happen, not just yeah. be rumors. Or, it's not really rumored. Mm-hmm. It's like just a fan wish at this point. And yeah. then I also was going to say that despite his recent interviews saying his 10th and final movie will be a wholly original story that Quentin would announce that he was indeed making Kill Bill 3. Ooh. Then uh, one other, two other ones were The Flash will be a top three comic book movie. In either mm. box office or RT critic score, because Ooh, okay, I think that it could surprise. And then Ben Affleck will rebound from his live by night experience and be in the awards conversation as best director for his new movie Air Jordan that's coming up. Was another one I had. I didn't even know he had a movie coming out. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, those but... are Flash, Flash being top three in money. I could see that being more possible than top three RT scores because Disney still gets crapped on and we know it. Or I'm sorry, Warner Brothers still gets crapped on and we know it. Um, yep. And they're, and especially, you know, our little virtue signaling critic crowd that'll just hate on Ezra Miller on principle. Regardless. With a bad review. Yes. Yeah, regardless. So right. that would have been hard. That would have been hard. Um, The two I had left were Creed 3 will be the highest earner of the spinoff franchise exceeding Creed 2. Uh, Creed 1 made good money. Creed 2 made more money than Creed 1. And I thought, you know what? Creed 3 will keep it going and be the highest earner of the bunch. But I thought that was too easy. Because I think the Jonathan Majors bump is coming. I think so. Where that's too so. easy. Yeah. Um, I said the non-IP one. The other one I said was Disney Plus will surpass 200 million subscribers by the end of the year. And to kind of throw the stats out there, quarter – let me open this link here. Um, Quarter four – of this pat quarter four 2022 it ended the year at 164 million subscribers in quarter four a year before that it was at 118 quarter four the year before that it was at 73 so i'm looking at that trajectory of 73 118 164 could it leap and i would almost leap netflix to cross 200 but i felt like ooh, it could probably like also kind of too easy so yeah, I mean it's tricky because you're you're also I mean you expect them to Some grow, point. but we're also yeah. coming down Topping from off. COVID being a, yeah. enough of a distractor where people are going back to the theater and, mar- and they're putting all their big yeah. stuff in theaters this year. Right, and prices are going back so, up. Like the 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 easy sweetheart cost that start that that was there. That's Those true. first two years of money was nice. So yeah, now their their yeah, price point is still been. very very good compared to full price Netflix, but two hundred was ambitious. But yeah, I didn't throw that out there. I like should have though, but I'm looking at the Paramount one, going the decrees and ah uh, theater brands. Uh, I hope it'll be we'll fun. See. All it right, so fun. let me recap the lists real quick. Yep. Uh, so I am going with these: 
Paramount will announce either a Top Gun 3 or a Top Gun streaming series. We will get an announcement of some sort of Top Gun continuation coming. The Little Mermaid live-action Disney film remake will earn an RT score above 88% from the critics. One of the following streaming services will fold or be merged into something else completely. Not just like, but like it goes away as its own thing. And that would be Stars, AMC+, Peacock, Paramount+, Hulu, or Showtime. A Sundance movie will break out, a la Coda, and receive a Best Picture nomination at the 2024 Golden Globes. And Denzel Washington will be announced as starring in Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie. Okay. You need me to read mine? Yeah, sure. So I said we will have a new Superman casting before the end of this year. Announced by Gunn and whoever was Zavzlov, or I don't know how to say his name. Um, one Golden Era Disney film will be announced as a new addition to their Criterion Collection. My double down bet there is Sleeping Beauty. The highest grossing comic book movie will not be a Disney Marvel one. It'll be Aquaman 2. Titanic will add another $350 million to its global grosses with its newest anniversary re-release. And Barbie will earn more money than Oppenheimer domestic. Love it. Oh, did you get and then the last one, six one, Superman. Yeah, um, a I did know the last one I didn't say was a prominent film studio will announce its opening or oh, buying right. of its own branded theater chain. Outstanding. Yeah. All right. So those are our lists. That's our six. Um, Marcel and something else oh. are on the table as far as okay. winners go. We will be revisiting this in a year. Feel free to find us on social media. Let us know if you think any of ours are going to come true. Um, or if you think we're absolutely crazy, or if you think they were too easy, you can tell us that too. You can find us both in the Feel and Film Facebook discussion group. There's a link to that in the show notes. But Don, where can people follow you and all of your work? Social media wise, you can find me Letterbox, Twitter, or otherwise TikTok on with the handle Casablanca Don. My published work as a critic is on Film Obsessive on on EveryMovieHasALesson.com, and I'm the co-host of the Cinephile Hissy Fit podcast. All right, and that's it for me this week on FF+. Plus. Don't forget to check out all of the great shows on our new network, the Now Playing Network, nowplayingnetwork.net. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling film.